You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer, and I got a special, I mean, when I say special, this brother is definitely special. Um... And I say that because he's actually my brother, hey. not by blood, but by choice. Um, my guy, Marcus Malone. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? How you feeling today? I mean, you ain't got to talk to the mic like that. All right, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just bring the mic down a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, you had somebody short before me, I, I believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, I don't like things in my face, bro. <laughs> 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 this is a traumatic instance right now. <laughs> you know, we're you know. Oh my God. the bloopers are. Oh, podcast, what's up, Marcus? Yo. How you feeling, man? <laughs> yo, I'm feeling great, bro, man. You know, peace and love to everyone out there Welcome. in the universe. Yeah, man. So, um, let's get into it, man. Uh, crap. I've known you, Marcus. I don't know you, man. Uh, we met back at a conference. The 2015 or 2016? It had to be around the early years. I just came to Atlanta to 2012. Yeah. Uh, 1314. It's like 14, 15, I believe it was. 15, I, I, was in the, 15 I was in the mall in 2016. No, I was in the mall 2017. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah, it was like 20, 2016, 2017, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you've been solid. Ever since, man, we've done conferences together, yeah. pop up shops together. You helped me start my clothing brand. Yeah, bro. Um, just been there for me when I've needed a brother here in Atlanta, and it's just crazy how our relationship has developed into a brotherhood. Yeah, bro, real brothers. Like man. you, like my was a little big brother. Cause yeah. like, I know I come to you for advice, man. It's, it's vice versa. I know like if anybody's gonna pick the phone up, it's gonna be you for sure. For sure. You know, anybody I know I can depend on is definitely gonna be like you're one of the people I know I can depend on as well. Um, just show up and just got a heart to serve, and sometimes I don't know when to stop serving. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I get that from my mom. Man. Uh, Clearly, yeah, you get it awesome. from somewhere, man. We was uh, at the silent party. This man, Marcus, is over here ha- handing out headphones. And uh, Jordan was like, yo, tell your man, yo, he ain't got to work. got to work. He was like, yo, sit down. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Stop working. Yeah, man. So let, let's get into it, man. Because um, mm-hmm. I know your story. Yeah. Um, And it's a very great story, man, of overcoming, man. Because mm-hmm. you've experienced a lot yeah. um, in, a, in a short amount of time. Yeah. That a lot of people, a lot of adults haven't experienced. That's true. And you, the way you've gotten through it, man, is amazing because, one, it didn't break you. Yeah. You know, you still stand tall to this day. Um, you're still becoming the man that we know that you can be. It's not like, you know, you know how you see some people, you're like, uh, I'm not 100% sure about if that person can get to where they need to get to. Right. But it's like you, man, I see that you get into where you need to get to and beyond. Yeah. <clears throat> so, man, I'm going to let you tell you. I'm going to let you tell it, bro, because I can't do it no justice the way you could, man, because it's just um, I love your story, man. It's, it's touching. I appreciate it, bro. So uh, go ahead, bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be anywhere 
I wouldn't be where I am today uh, if my mom, uh, if my mom didn't raise me the way she raised me. Uh, that's that that was my heart. Um, that was my heart, my soul, everything. Like, you know, I tell people the story of, you know, five going on six years old. I was told to grow up, mm. you know, and really trying to figure that out. Right, even though she was with my sister's father at the time, she was pregnant with my sister. So it's like trying to figure out what that really was, bro. Yeah. And um, no, prior to that, like no early years of growing up, I had anger issues. I was always angry and ready to fight, beat anybody up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that was one of my things. Like because I was letting out frustration, and anger, because you know not really getting the attention. Um, or being being mistreated, mm-hmm. things like that. So as a child, you you act out because of frustration and anger. Right, right. It's not because you're they're, you're bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I was always a, a good kid too. You know, but like as I progressed, five going on six, my mom said it's time for you to grow up. You're about to be a big brother. I was like, okay, what does that actually mean? Yeah, growing up and. I fought with it, you know. Uh, I fought with it so much where I was like, at a young age, I'm learning, learning carpentry at a young age, building walls, uh, laying down carpet, moving, putting shingles into a. Um, at five? Six, five, six years old. We had moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. I went to move to Blount County where I was helping my sister's dad inside of a store. Mm-hmm. Handed him stuff, and then I uh, made nail in. He he let me nail in the rest of the nail into the wall. And um, as I progressed, like third, fourth, fifth grade, yeah, bro, I was out here, out here doing carpentry, bro, at a young age. You're a little baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so serious, bro. I remember like, um, mom wanted me to get out the house, so he was like, he had me come with him. He was doing a roofing job with mm. some people. I'm loading up shingles with a shovel, throwing them into the um, what are those things called? Um, wheelbarrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And picking it up and rolling it down to the alleyway and dumping it and bringing it back, bro. Like a lot of things that I had to endure uh, at a young age and see at a young age. I was catching a bus in fifth, fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth grade, going to the grocery store. I never told you that. <laughs> I was in fourth, fifth grade. My mom was like, my sister's dad was wherever he was doing. I don't know, in the streets. Um, yeah, come to find out. But <laughs> Catching get... the bus to the grocery store? Yeah, caught the bus to the grocery store. I was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Our house was like, my mom had a, we were staying in the house. So I actually walked up, caught the bus to the grocery store, which was like probably like 15 minutes. Caught the bus to the grocery store, got off the bus, went in and got what my mom wanted, caught the bus back. The groceries in my hand, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, during that time in Knoxville too, um, I was growing up really pretty fast, bro. And I just realized like certain things people should and shouldn't be doing. Like what? Um, so my sister's father took us over to the lady, to this lady house, told you to sit in the living room, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, man. Going over here, he's like, I gotta go pick something up, do something. Whoop the whoop. I'm a smart kid. 
<laughs> you feel me? Like, I mean, you, you 20 at five. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a smart kid, bro. And this time, like, this is fifth grade, so I'm like nine, ten years old. I'm way beyond, like, like, bro, what are we, what are we going over here? What are we doing over here? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I like, know I just gotta go fix something at this lady house. What do yeah. I'm like, the lady laughing. I'm like, mm-hmm. nigga, what you doing? <clears throat> why is she laughing? You figure out why You know what I'm saying Why is this lady laughing Why is she <laughs> You know what I'm Y'all sitting in the living room In the living room And, and my, me and my sister bro His daughter Alright So my mom will Get back home I was like where y'all go I thought we went to some lady house so I'm, you, I'm you that snitch, kid You snitching No I'm that kid bro Like <laughs> I don't know who this lady is yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That makes sense He yeah. said he was supposed to be working on something he, I said he said he was working on something But um Fast forward like Fifth grade, bro. There's a very traumatic incident um, where uh, my mom had we had walked to go get the hair that she needed. Walked to her friend's house. We saw the knocks. We walked, bro. We went to catch no buses. We were walking and we um, go to her friend's house. To let her friend doing her hair. You know, kids go to sleep, wake up, smad late. Um, had a kid, I had called him to come pick him up, pick us up, come to come pick us up, and he ain't come pick us up. So we get home, I'm gonna order pizza. No, nah. I eat a little something, my sister eat a little something. She passed out, she, she's a baby, baby. Mm-hmm. Still, these days, I'm nine, she's like three. So she don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, me, I'm like, okay. You been acting weird. I'm, I'm feeling it, like, you, this man been acting weird lately. Yeah. Been doing weird stuff. So, um, no, I'm, I go to bed. I'm tired. I go to sleep. I'm, I, then I'm awakened by my mama screaming and yelling. I'm like, what the fuck going on? Excuse my language, but Sense, I was. Censor a little bit. <laughs> um, at a young age, I was cussing. At uh, a very young age. By f- second grade, I was full fledged. Mm-hmm. Uh, say everything in the book. <laughs> 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 Uh, but uh, that in that instance, bro, I saw my mom fighting this man, mm-hmm. right? And he going crazy, going berserk, you know? I opened the door to my room, like, bro, get your hands off my mama. What you doing? Get your hands off my mama. Mm-hmm. And my mama was like, go back to sleep, Marcus, go back to sleep. I said, no, you don't put your hands on mama, bro. And He's hitting your moms. Yeah, bro, he, he was trying to cut her hair out of her head. With what, a knife or scissors? Scissors. Why? Because of some pizza, because a pizza fell on the floor, bro. Oh, this dude got all the way anger issues. So this man, mama said, mama said, pick it up and eat it. It's yeah. okay. Mm. <coughs> so this man, I guess, goes irate, berserk, and decides to attack my mother. So I was like, bro, this one thing I don't play about. Yeah. I go into the kitchen and I grab a knife, the biggest one I can find. And you know, he tried to corner me into a laundry room. And I was like, bro, you put your hands on my mom again, I'm going to kill you. I said some other words, too. Mm-hmm. Some very fluent words of wisdom that I was giving this adult <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> you feel me? And he was like, you going to kill me? You going to kill me? I said, that's right. I'm going to kill you. You ever put your hands on my mother again, I'm going to kill you. Flat out kill you. I don't give up. Like, I'm going to stab the out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when he realized, he realized, like, okay, this boy crazy. He don't play about his mama, right? Uh-huh. That's just in a sense in itself how serious I am about how serious I was about my mom, bro. Um, that's how, how I am the way I am. Like she made me who I am mm-hmm. today. Uh, you know, 
but that that was a traumatic, a trauma, uh, traumatic thing, bro. Seeing seeing a man put his hands on a woman, bro. Mm -hmm. Which uh, which um, led to me when I, my mom moved back down to we moved back to Georgia. Thinking this is in fifth grade, bro. Fifth grade. Uh, I'm at school. This boy putting his hands on a girl. You in defense mode. Straight defense mode. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting, and I'm and I'm sitting. The thing is, I'm sitting next to the boy, to the girl's brother, and dude just splap, splap, smacking his sister. I was like, bro, you not gonna go do nothing about that? He was like, man, you do nothing. I said, okay, all right, I got you. So I go to the door, like, bro, don't put your hands on her again. I do what I want to do. I do my ass too. I was like, okay, if you put your hands on her again, it's not gonna be nice for you. Do I know you just angry? Yeah, bro. Very angry, bro. <laughs> Very angry, bro. Dude put his hands on on a girl again. Literally, I picked him up out of this, out of his um. Remember, he had the little the little lunch tables with the little circle set, little circle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, I picked him up. I said, I'm gonna put, ever put your hands on a woman again, bro. Then he swung and he hit me. So I picked him up, and I threw him to a, a heating um the heating system. That was on the little metal joints on the walls, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was coming up from the walls. I threw him, I threw him into that. So he got that one hit on. He said, "I, I, I beat you because I hit you." I was like, "Dude, I was about to kill you, and you don't even know it." Like, bro, I said, "I picked you up and I threw you. I literally threw him." And by the time I was getting ready to attack him, the PE coach grabbed me. And literally, both PE coaches, they was like, "Marcus, calm down, calm down." Why were you so angry though? Like you, you probably could have killed that dude. Yeah, I, that um, was that was that was my ammo. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm but not gonna why? lie. Why, like being so angry, bro? Uh, um, even before then, bro, just being seen as, uh, you no know, verbal abuse as a kid. You know, um, <coughs> being looked at as less than. Okay. Then okay. um other relatives as well. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh when we go 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 too much into that, but like literally verbal abuse being said, Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna be this, you're not gonna do that because you know oh, because you got it all, right? Come to find out I was that kid who doesn't who didn't have it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But just being told that you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful, you know what I'm saying? Being lied to at a young age. So what's that feeling like? Um, being told all of that stuff, like you're not going to be successful, you're not going to make it. Uh, what is that? What's going through your mind after hearing that? Because as a child, yeah. clearly you remember that stuff. Like yeah. I remember a lot of stuff that I hate that I remember because mm -hmm. it was embedded in my head at such a young age. Right. So like, how did? Because I, I know how it made me feel. Yeah. But how did it make you personally feel? Um, I walked around with a chip on my shoulder. How? All Why? the time. All the time. Was that fuel for you or was it like, you know? It was fuel. I would say it was fuel, but at a young age, you don't know how to how to contain that fuel. Right, that right, energy. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So it came out a negative way to where I was told that I needed to go see a psychiatrist mm. and everything. It was like, it wasn't that. It was like the fact that I was trying to learn how to channel my energy and put it elsewhere. And that's why I thought when I started playing football at a young age, I was able to channel that energy a little bit more mm -hmm. and to compress it 
Is that right? Compress it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when you yeah, yeah com- to compress the anger, bro. Because uh-huh. I released my anger on when I play sport when I play football. So how are you on the field? Because typically people got anger issues on the field. Uh, my nickname was stuff. Psycho. Your nickname was Psycho. Yeah. Why? Out of all names. <laughs> uh, practice one day in practice. Uh, and to this day, my teammate, me, him, and I see him. He's like, I still remember that day you attacked. He said, you attacked. Him. I attacked him in practice. Why? Uh, one, we were losing <laughs> a lot in practice. And or um, is it just in no, general, general, like y'all bro. game, yeah, uh, bro. y'all like oh and, and what? Or horrible. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> we had a very talented team and just bad coaching, uh, and we're just losing. Um, in that instance, like coaches, like nobody was like giving the coaches the. Uh, I guess the authority or the stuff that was like everybody was like bad mouth from the coaches, bro. Like, and like Cass was talking in practice. Like, yo, shut up. I never, I never used the word shut up. And I do my best not to use it to this day. I I hate that word. And um, I I literally, when I said shut up, everybody looked like, wait, Marcus just said, told somebody to shut up. Everybody got quiet for a second. And my teammate was like, he was still going. And literally, bro, I just like attacked him, bro. I said, shut up, shut up. And just went off on him, bro, because like, you know what I'm saying? I'm the least, like one of the leaders of the team, but it's like, I had so much anger still built in me too. Like everything that was going on at home, that's like this is like eighth grade right mm-hmm. there. You know, feel me? Like you going you going to eighth grade? Like I had so much anger still built in, cause like trying to still trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like having to be a man of the house, mm-hmm. my mama counted on me to do a lot of things. So it's like, when I come to practice, That's, I'm, I'm not hoping coming. for like that, that to be your outlet, but it can't yeah, be. Yeah, still can't be. Yeah, I'm still having to, like, yo, I'm trying to father you guys at the bad practice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I attacked my teammate, bro. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was on top of him, bro. Like, we're going crazy. Then he, he, he positioned his legs and wrapped me up. And I was like, bro, let me go. Let me go. Go like bro, I'm a psycho. I'll go crazy on you, boy. He was like, and that's, that's how I got you the name. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, yo, the quiet, the quiet. The thing is, I was a quiet, also quiet. Uh. So it was like, for me to get, for me to get to that, to that stage, that level, uh. it had to been, it had to been something. Yeah, 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 for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you would like, you would never know to this day that you were like an angry cat. No. Because you're mad peaceful. Yeah, like super, like just calm. And if somebody said Marcus strangled a cat, I said you're lying. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, boy. Yeah. Like there's no way that you would like. It's just how did you transition from being the angry kid to now, like you know, being this peaceful kid? But I'm sure there's still some more in between this whole story of it all. Yeah. So like lead us, lead us to that part because it's just. There's somebody out there who either growing up in the way that you did yeah. or there's somebody who is in your situation right now and they're trying to figure, yo, what do I do with this anger? How do I, how do I? So, man, yeah. that's the part I really want to hear because, like you said, you've been through, in a sense, like, you know, from age five, four to five, you've been in trauma after trauma after trauma. Yeah. And that's a lot to deal with, yeah. especially as a child. Because it's like what happens in our community is this unresolved childhood trauma turns into adulthood trauma. Yeah. Like, like what's your what's your take on that? 
Oh, my take on that is for somebody figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we're looking at it now. We're looking at it at um, now. I can say, you gotta look at yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. right? And ask yourself, where do you want to be? Ask yourself, okay, how how can I get through this? Um, it's a lot of things that you have to ask yourself, and becoming whole in one with yourself. I know I, I, my, I always talk about that now, mm-hmm. is that I, I had to realize that, like, in order to free yourself from any trauma, anything, you have to understand yourself and who you are. Yeah. And it took a, it took a long time, but I'm, I'm very, I was even from, like, I was very peaceful. My mom would tell people, if you mess with my son, <laughs> I can't control you. I can't control what happens right, next right, to right, you. Right, right, right. Because I was, I was still. I can peaceful. see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it took, and it took, it took a lot. Because uh-huh. I will forewarn you. I will forewarn you. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I want to be bothered. Right, right, right. Like we moved back to Georgia, bro. Um, I got into a fight. That one fight in the cafeteria at school. That was an after-school program. I almost got kicked out of after-school program. Oh man, it was already hard yeah. to get into. Bro, it was like in a neighborhood neighborhood after school program. Mm-hmm. Uh, neighborhood after school program, and just so infuriated, bro. Like I was so infuriated from like seeing everything happen, and I wasn't playing sports either. Why so that? fifth grade, I didn't play any sports. Why? Um, we moved around a lot. Oh, my so mom, my, yeah. Okay, okay. And um, we didn't. Um, my mom didn't play about grades, so I know I got like we we first moved down here. And Tennessee, my grades were A's across the board. But when I came back down here, I had C's and stuff. So my mom was like, why don't you got C's? I'm getting, I think that she realized that was the last butt whooping she could ever give me, too. That's how she knows she. <laughs> then you became a man? Uh, no, she whooped me. the last time she whooped me, bro, I was just sitting there. I hate to get whoopings. I just sat there, and she just whooped me. And I sat there, no crying, no nothing. And she realized that she could no longer with me. I started laughing. Might have been a cycle for real. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing. She was like, "Just not even facing you." I was like, <laughs> "Why not?" Because I know when I got whoopings, I was I would numb cry before bro. I got to the whooping. I was numb to it, bro. It was nothing. It was nothing to to it. I have gotten whoopings before, but it's like at this point now, it's like. I'm getting a whooping for what? Mm. Right? Like, I'm, being, I'm getting a whooping for something I can't control. I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. I can't control the teacher giving me grades. But I don't know, she, she was going to town. Dang. I was like, are <laughs> you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she, she, realized, she was like, this don't phase you no more. And that's when she realized she could no longer whip me. Um, but, like, yeah, bro, that school program. That's a, that was my last one. When she, I was like getting to fight in that school program. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had so much anger, bro. Like people always mess with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like so. Literally, like a little kid, second grader, bro. He was just talking, talking, talking. I'm in fifth grade. He in second grade. He talking, talking. I didn't know he had a heart condition. Mm. Right, I picked the kid up. Mm. Slung him. Care, bro. Leave me alone. Right, like they say, oh, just come tell somebody. I come tell y'all, y'all not gonna do anything about it. Right, right, right. So 
I'm used to taking care of things my way. Mm-hmm. I put it in my hands, right? And yeah, threw the little kid. I drop kicked the kid. Dude, try to try to hit me with a chair. Drop kicked him. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, bro. It's like it takes a lot for me to get to get angry, right? Because I know like what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And this is a, this is at a young age. Yeah. So it's for that kid who's going through through something and they're young at a young age right now. Like, stay calm, relax, stay cool. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. people people are gonna test your patience. Right. People right, are gonna right. push your buttons. For oh, me, okay. for me, I didn't know any other way to control my anger. Right. Right. Than. Laying just, somebody out. Yeah, just outlash on somebody. Yeah. And, you know, blackout. Then, oh, what happened? But that's just from, you know, being picked on and being talked about, you know. The people, you know, don't tend to not like you or whatever. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, they don't like you. You know what I mean? Like, Has it always been like that for being you? What? People just not liking you. I would say so. I feel like I would, I feel like they they feel like I think I'm since I'm quiet and I was that person in the classroom who got good grades. Mm-hmm. They thought I was better than everybody. Like that's not even the, even the, the the thing. Like right. I came. My mama told me I had one job: go to school and get my grades. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything outside of that, that's for fun. You know what I mean? Like. People would try to belittle me, so or talk down on me. I was like, "Yo, I had to had to boss up." Yeah, yeah. Because you know, people would would see that as a weakness and continuously keep trying to pick on you or right. verbally. Mm-hmm. Like at a young age, I started talking back to to adults at a young age because of the fact they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Even though my mom told me not to talk back to adults, but when somebody's trying to belittle you and make you feel less than, you have to stand up for yourself. Yeah, for as sure. A, as a as a as a kid, you know what I mean. And yeah, I think a lot of a lot of times um, adults feel that we should just take that stuff, and I don't feel like that's cool. I believe like children should have a space, yeah, to speak how they feel. Right now, there's a way that they should do it, but I just think adults always feel you know like that whole like. Do as I say, not as I do, whatever. That's right. crazy message. That's yeah. crazy. Because you don't know what you say, how it affects that individual. Mm-hmm. Right? How what you say can linger with that child from 5 to 32. For sure. Right? And, and they'll come back to it. Like, I, they never said that to you. But as a as a child, you that's, that's engraved into your subconscious Facts. mind. Yeah, yeah. And as... You go throughout your life. You always you you you. You're hearing that you're same hearing voice, that. or that's the same exact thing. Like you know, right. you're not good enough, or stay in a child's place, or just right. all this crazy stuff that exactly we all believe is right. And it's like I know for me, it took a lot of unlearning mm-hmm. of everything, not everything, but like a, a handful of stuff that you know I was taught. Right. And to this day, like, it's still, like, I still, like, have to fight myself to be like, oh, no, we can't do this. Like, so I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah, I get, I, I get it. Even, like, even going into high school, bro, same thing. Like, at this time, I'm the man of the house. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, my mama needs stuff done. I get it done. 
You feel me? Like, yeah, even yeah. though you know, family, members, family members that come help here and there, but my mom didn't have a car. Mm. So who else, who else had to do it? You. Me. Yeah. And, you know, once I got to high school, you know, it, was, it was said I wasn't going to graduate high school because I had um, a bad attitude or had um, anger issues. But not knowing, all throughout middle school, I was fine. I had probably had one episode where mm. I just lashed out. I was just angry and frustrated because, you know, my, my teacher was like, he said something to me. I went to the classroom. I destroyed the classroom. Remember those big science tables? Yeah, yeah, the big long joints. Yeah. I you, picked like two or three of them joints up and threw them joints. You know Jesus did that too, right? Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, listen, bro. Yo, why are you, them, them new joints are heavy. Yeah, bro, I was a strong kid, bro. Like the, yeah. the girls and the girls in the classroom came and calmed me down. Ooh, ooh. Mr. Glenn, I remember him to this day. I love that man, bro. Uh -huh. Yeah, man, pay for, pay for all my field trips. Cause he knew I was a good kid. Like, yeah, yeah. I was a good kid that had so much anger bottled up in him, bro, and mm -hmm. didn't know how to utilize, like, release that anger. Yeah. Except from the football field. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To like where the slightest thing, bro, back then, the slightest thing would get me to like tr triggered. So I would be triggered by something. Mm -hmm. Like, if you yelled at me, if you're not really, if you're not a coach, if you're a person, you just yelled at me, bro. Like, that that triggers something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's so I was triggered by certain things that made me go into an outrage. Like, for somebody that's going dealing with that, mm -hmm. you have to find your peace. For sure. So, where you're not allowing Definitely. that to, um, allowing that to, to those triggers to be able to um, overpower you as an individual. You know what I'm right, saying? Your, right, your, right. your bodily flesh and things like that, bro. Uh, then I get to high school. Like I said, I got to high school, bro. I was like the man of the house by then. Yeah. Um, take care of the house, cutting grass. Like, my mama got our first house on Section 8. I still do not, I didn't know that you could get a house on Section 8. I was like, that was eighth grade going into ninth grade. Mm -hmm. So I came back home. They passed. We were standing on Six Flags Drive, uh, living in an apartment. You know what I mean? I didn't have a bed, sleeping on the floor. That's why I don't know if I told you I like sleeping on the floor. <laughs> That's pretty much why. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really had a bed. But on the floor is where it's at. Mm -hmm. you, we can, you can fight me if you want to. I mean, do what you do, I bro. Got a lot of, I still got some anger built in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, no seriousness, bro. Like mm. we find my, my mom finally got, she got a house on Section Eight, living in, um, living in this nice, a nice community. Um, oh. High school, high school is straight. You know, you start dating. You know, um, the girl I was dating, she, she was cool. We dated all throughout high school, but you no know, verbal abuse there too. You feel me? Like in the dating. You feel me? Like you, you know, you date somebody, you want somebody to uplift you. Like she'll write me nice love letters and stuff like that. But like whenever she got mad, it was like you ain't shit, you weak, you this. I'm like, yo, kind of, kind of shit is this? Cause I, I want to voice my opinion about how I feel about the, our situation and scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like dealing with that, you know, um, dealing with stuff at home. Not, not sometimes not having gas, the gas not being on, the lights not being on, you know. Like my in my whole mind is like how can I change the situation? Mm -hmm. um, so and this time in that time I'm like in my shell, not really opening up to many people because right, right, right. of what's going on at home. Is like my mom is struggling. How can I? How can I? 
how can I change that? You know, in my mind's okay, I need to get this college, give me a scholarship and go, excuse me, and go to college so she can no longer have to worry about me. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, certain people certain people see you doing something else and it will deter you from your dreams. Right, yep. Right. So ninth grade, ninth grade, I was told to go get a job. Need to help my mom around the house in in ninth grade. I said 14, right? 14. And not many places in Georgia were, were hiring 14 Yeah, year olds. yeah, for sure. Like, maybe, like, what, Publix and stuff like that? Publix, um, Chick-fil-A, and Six Flags. But at that, at that time, you know, that's spring semester. You know, my football coaches told me, hey, you need to come run track. That's what I was getting ready to go do. But mm-hmm. I was told to go do otherwise. You had to work. Yeah, did, but I didn't find a job. So I'm out. So you're out of a job, out of track. Yeah. And my coach at the time, he played, had played for the New York Jets. He was like, I need you to come run track. You're going to be starting varsity as a sophomore. You need to come run track. Mm-hmm. I didn't run track. I played basketball. I didn't run track, right? So sophomore year comes around. I'm playing JV and varsity. When I could have been just playing straight varsity. Playing straight varsity, right? Mm-hmm. So now in my mind, it's like, <clears throat> Okay, I shouldn't be listening to certain people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they don't see that that infuriated me too, bro. It was like, why would you try to hold me back from achieving and going to greater heights? Because they only they only saw me at the level they, they saw my mom at. Right, right. Right? Like to this day, bro, I don't know if my mama graduated high school. I don't think she did. I've never seen a diploma or anything. Mm. But even then, like my sophomore year, I break my I break my wrist and I break my thumb. Yeah. In a football game. Coach was like, see, if you ran track, you'd be playing straight varsity, you'd have to be doing all that. So now now, now like, that's trauma. Now yeah, it's like, yeah, damn, yo, right. like I should have did this, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. Come in. So I finished that football season. Same thing gets told to me again. Don't run track. But you gotta get a job. You gotta get a job. I'm like, What's the Again? purpose behind, you know, her trying to get you to get a job? It wasn't my mom trying to tell me to do that. My mom, my mom wanted me to, to do, just do what you want to do. I wanted to do. So who's telling you to get a job? Family members. Because, like, my mom was struggling and this, that, and the third. Oh, since you're the man in the house, you need the help. I need the help. But right. you still have to realize I'm still a child. Yeah. I'm a teenage child. Yeah. Right? But I'm still take, I'm taking care of the house. I'm cutting the grass. We eating the grass. I started my first business. Mm-hmm. It was a lawn care service. That money was going back to my mom, and to get more gas. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, why can't I go after my dreams? Why aren't you all telling this to the other other people in the family that they need to go get a job and not focus on playing sports? Have you ever asked that? No, I don't. Um, because the relationship isn't isn't. Um, it's not to the point where you. It's not can. to the point, but yeah. but mm-hmm. then sometimes you do have to remove yourself from situations and people who pretty much like, who don't want to see your success, right? Right, right. See you at a grand level, right? You have to remove yourself from those people because that'll hinder you from That's achieving. True. Your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Because they want to know what you're doing and 
how you're doing it and things like that. But actually, nine times out of ten, it's, it's none of their business, right? And that's yeah. what I've, I realized now. Like building manifest your dreams, bro. You don't have to tell everybody what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need to go take action and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, how you? What's next? I don't know. Because a lot of people want to block you. You know, yeah, a lot of people true. don't want to see see you. Be better than them. Bro. I don't understand that though. Like, I, that's one thing I just don't understand is. What if? I don't get it. When you the black sheep, bro. Mm-hmm. So like, this or not? My mama told me this. She's like, when you the black sheep, they don't want to see you up. When the black sheep is up, everything is up. And those who can't who can't manipulate you, yeah. degrade you. Mm-hmm. They can no longer do that. They can't control you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a control, bro. That's why people don't want to see you. Like, you know, when people do that, mm-hmm. they don't want to see you doing great things. Right. They want to see you where you are and you need to stay there. Mm-hmm. And that's like a slavery mindset. It definitely is. You know, <clears throat> I'm the master. You the slave. Like, nah, I'm free. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm free. And you can't stop me from being free. And... Once, once I realized that, bro, I started listening to everybody. I started listening to everybody. This is, this is in high school. I started listening to everybody, coaches, everything. Mm-hmm. Certain ones were good mentors. But I realized that they saw me a certain way. I saw myself greater. You know what I'm saying? I still, I st- I'm still human. I still made mistakes. So it was like, could I apply, my, apply it a little bit heavier? Myself heavier to certain things, yes. Yeah. But I'm guiding myself though, and their guidance wasn't gonna guide me to where I need where I, where I'm supposed to be, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to see me in the light like that. Because if I got into the light like that, bro, it would have been a totally different ball game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as we we can we continue on through the journey, bro. It's like graduating high school, college. You're trying to figure yourself out, right? right? You're trying to figure out where you want to go in life. What's your purpose? What's your goal? What do you want to do? Yeah. So you you go through the trials and tribulations of school to school, changing your major, all of that. So at this point, like anger wise, I'm I'm that's suppressed. Yep. <laughs> Deep down inside, you know, I, it's, it's, I know that feeling too much. And but you're you're looking at things from a different era. Arena now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Where you can actually uh, grow. So, doing and doing that, you know, you make a lot of errors, right? Mm-hmm. But you learn from those, and you you pretty much you can take your traumatic your traumatic instances. You know what I'm saying? Things that have happened, right? And you know how to get through certain, navigate through certain situations that, that are that come before you. And you no know, college. I went to five colleges and universities. Five, five. How? You said how? Yes. What you mean how? How do you go to five colleges and universities, dude? Like right, I've bro. only went to two because I just know like I went to a junior college and then I went to a four year. But how do you go to five different schools? Okay, so I started off at the University of Alabama. I graduated. That was the first school I got accepted to. I still talk to Miss McLean to this day, like the lady that recruited me. Mm-hmm. I got accepted to the University of uh, um, Alabama first. Mm-hmm. I went there my <laughs> freshman year. I couldn't pay my tuition. Oh. Um, 
I think I'm the reason why they have uh, yeah, they have they have a uh, a nice tight security system in the bookstore now. You're stealing books. I had to steal my books. Stole my books. Okay. Uh, pretty much mastermind. I mean, I was stealing. I was stealing food so we can eat. Before yeah, I was. Yeah, my mama's my sister. From where? I was working in the grocery store. Okay, let's rewind back to this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, it's like you can't just skip over that the, part. The, <laughs> you the, just the, it. the survival, bro. Like yeah, yeah. When I told you, like sometimes the lights would be off, sometimes electricity would be off. Like certain things that we didn't have. We didn't have food. Okay, cool. Get a job at the grocery store. Okay. <laughs> Figure out the system, the um, the camera system. They don't have cameras over each cash register. Back then, you know, back, back then, then they didn't yeah, have. Nah, nah, they, they had they had cameras throughout the stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned the camera system. Like real genius with this stuff, bro. Really, like. Took delicate work. Take us through your uh, <laughs> your um, like your criminal activity. <laughs> hey, criminal activity to survive, bro. Take us through your survival, bro. You know, literally, like I was working at uh, Food Depot and Food Depot. That's still open, ain't it? Yeah, all of them still open. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of them are still open, but at um, at this time, like junior, it's my junior senior year, mm-hmm. at Food Depot. It was senior year, Food Depot. I mean, we have food, bro. Somebody got to get it. It had like, you know, food stamps only come on the 15th, first 15th for end of the month. And then once, the food, once that food is gone, what you going to eat? So, yeah, um, yeah, bro, I scouted out, scouted out, I scouted out the entire store. I looked at the cameras, see how they worked, how they rotated. One day they let me inside, you know, where the cameras were at, and I looked at the cameras. And I see how they flickered and they switched to different things. That one day, I saw the manager stealing. Bro, he's, uh, <laughs> he's getting over now. <laughs> he, I saw the manager at the store, bro. He, uh, was, he would act like he was doing go-backs. He was acting like he, do, he was doing go-backs, but he was loading that grocery cart up. And just taking it to his car? He'd go to the back, pull his car around back, put the groceries in, the, um, in, his, in his car. So I was like, okay, I see how these cameras working. Mm-hmm. I started timing, I started timing like the people who worked in the office, right? So it was like, it'd be like little things at first, like bologna, when I ate, when I ate bologna, turkey, ham, all that stuff, mm-hmm. it would be a small stuff. I go get that, put it in my pocket. You know, back then we had like bigger pants. Yeah, 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 so I was yeah. like, I put, I put that in my pocket, go put it in my book bag. You know what I mean? Oh, that loaf of bread. Oh yeah, I go, I'm put this in, put this in damage. On the way out, you scooping that joint. That, that joint in my book bag, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like, it got to a point where I was like, sure, we got to eat. We need milk. We need eggs. We need a cereal. We need it. My mom needs for us to eat. Yeah, yeah. So I was stealing meat from the meat department. Milk. You named it, bro, chips. Like, for my senior trip, bro, I had everything. Snack king. I had it all, bro. You came to my room to eat. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is though, like my mom, my mom caught wind of it, uh-huh. and she was like, "Where are you getting this? How you bringing food home every day?" I was like, "Mom, we don't have no food in here." And I mean, at first I was like, "Get it from tips, people tipping me." Yeah, I don't yeah. Spend money, but I was, but I was coming home with like fifty, sixty dollars worth of groceries. Ain't no, ain't no way. But like the lady, mom, I still, I still thank her to this day. Miss, her name is Miss Frida, bro. Miss mm-hmm. Frida said, "Tell your mama I bought them groceries for you." Mm. 
That's dope. Miss Frida knew what I was doing. <laughs> she said, y'all got to eat. But, I mean, I respect her for it, though. Yeah. I respect her because she get it, man. It's like, in today's society, when people are looking at stealing, you know, it's like, I'm not saying that, I'm not trying to say, like, it's right, but like I said, you had to survive, yeah. you know. The only way you knew how to do it, that was it. Yeah. And I just like, thank God you ain't getting no like serious trouble over it. Oh, of course not, bro. Never got, never got caught. Never got caught. <laughs> it's on camera got, now. <laughs> <laughs> we never got caught. Even at the University of Alabama, bro. Like, even with that, bro, I was, I was a straight genius with this, bro. Like, mm. go in, scope the scene. Scope the scene out. I had two friends. Uh, rest in peace, my boy Ryan. Um, and my boy Chris, mm -hmm. he sat down. They was like, well, how we, we need our books. I was like, shoot, let's, let's steal them. Now, how, what's the how process do that? of, yeah, like, yeah, that's one. I like, said, how you can do that? I mean, same, it's the same thing how, how I did groceries. Scope out the cameras, where the cameras are at. Scope out where everybody working there at. Where they going to be at. Find, find a hidden, find a, um, a hidden spot, a blind mm -hmm. spot in the cameras. In the system. Go get your books. And we out of there. So both of them were like six five, six six. Oh, you tall cat, so I'm five six. <laughs> Y'all go. Made it easy, bro. Made it easy, bro. Like, what, what book you need? Like, such friends like, like, how tall are you, bro? Six one. Six one. Okay, so they were taller than you, but it was easy though because you were tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were taller, so they could actually they kind of block, block the, the camera. You with the camera, so it's like. At a certain angle, if they exactly. stand at a certain, they're at a certain. The cameras at a certain angle, they stand in front of it at a certain way. You grab what you need, slide in the book bag or whatever maybe. Who exactly. we shift over, go to the next joint. Exactly. Same thing. Exactly. That is exactly how we did it. Huh. That's how I know this. The master, the mastermind, at his finest, bro. Like you need the access code, bro. All right, bet. Let's go. I peeped out the whole scene. Like so until like. It was funny because like we lived in a um it was like it's called Bird Hall in Alabama. Uh -huh. So it was like girls on the first two floors, guys on the on the top floor. So the girls was like we had a few girls that worked in the bookstore, right? It's like y'all always coming in here. What are y'all doing? <laughs> just looking at books. They just come in here and you know, look at some stuff, you know. And then one of the girls called Wendy, and she was like, "I know y'all are stealing." I was like, "What you talking about?" You know, I'm I'm just yeah, just being calm. Come, I'm like. I don't, <clears throat> No, what school? This is still Alabama. The University of Alabama, bro. Okay. Um, yeah, so stole our books. Like I was the, I was the mastermind genius behind all of that, bro. And then we started stealing. Like we started making money off the apparel. So we was, you know, the, the um. I thought I was mad. The merchant worse than me. In college. <laughs> the merchant, the merchandise, the merchandise part, bro. Like that became, you know what I'm saying, Alabama down. That's how you got to your clothing brand. <laughs> <laughs> You feel me? We was we was trapping we was trapping merch, bro, at, at the University of Alabama, bro. My what boys were you selling it for. What was like? What was it going for Alabama? And what were you selling it for? Um, I was I was pretty much I was the one that was selling it, uh, per se. My boy Ryan and Chris they were selling it. You getting profits? I wasn't looking for the profit. That was crazy, baby. Just had a high of stealing stuff. Bro, I was bro, I was on a high, bro. I know how to get it because I was a smart one. I mean, I get that. I knew, how to, mean, I, I knew how to get away. Okay. They didn't know how to get away. Okay, okay. Like, you would look at me, you would look, you would look at me and be like, oh, he's just an average, average guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, he got you need any help? No, I'm good. 
mm-hmm, the whole time. I'm like, doop, doop, doop. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm walking, walking out the bus store. My thing is, I was smart. I would buy at least one thing. That is smart. Something small. Yeah, it was a couple, couple dollars, some gum or something. A couple dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. buy a water. I'm like, damn, I came in from working out. Get some water. <laughs> Before I go get something to eat, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, bro, like, like during that time, bro, it was like all the, tra- the trauma stuff really didn't like, I didn't have to deal, really had to deal with much, but like, I know mm-hmm. work, had like work study. I was sending my money back to my mom. Yeah. I had a work study job, sending that back to my mom. Like, that, was, that always ate at me. That started to eat at me as I got older because she was struggling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does she have to keep struggling like this? Yeah. And many times I would cry, you know, it was like, dang, you know, and everybody thought like I would, I would like rebel on my mom because she was so hard on me, mm-hmm. but it made, it made our bond was like this. Yeah, yeah. And she would call and talk to me about certain things and, and you know, she always, she always wanted me to, 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 um, to be my best, bro. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. She didn't know I was stealing. <laughs> I think she knew she she knew I was stealing groceries, but she, you know, like she didn't know like the ins and outs of everything. Else. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Whatever you want to do, do it, do it, do it, do it to the best of your ability." Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I always live by that. Now that's always I work so hard and things like that. Um, so like then like trauma for me was more so like her struggle, her struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seeing that struggle and then taking on her struggle as well. Yeah, yeah you I know. Mean, yeah. And not knowing that she had a, a mental, a mental um, disability. Really? Yeah. Like my, my mom passed, bro. I saw that. I saw her sheet. It's nice, good, like two paragraphs. Like that comes from like I didn't find out till like one time my mom checked herself into a um, behavioral health center. Mm-hmm. That's when I found out at a young age my mom was raped. Mm. At a young age, you know what I mean. So for me, it's like everything just started click, 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 click. This is why we had to live how we live. You know what I mean? Like mm. this is why we live how we had to live beneath. You know what I mean? Like always asking people for stuff and stuff like that, or you know, it'd be sometimes where I had to go. I would stay at um, my friend's house. You feel me? Because we yeah. didn't have electricity or something. Dang. You feel me? So like, my mom was like. I always have to ask my grandmother, like, can she get money from her and stuff like that. It was a reason. You know what I mean? Like, my mom was dealing with trauma. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was kind of affecting her to the point where it was affecting her livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. Now she got older. She got older. Like, you know, she was still. My mom's a fighter, mm-hmm. so she was always trying to find a way to like to better herself. Yeah. You know, and not ask nobody for anything. Right, right. And that's right. that's mm-hmm. why to this day. You know, it's like, I don't know where you first been, like, but I don't like ask people for nothing. Yep. <laughs> You're still this way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get that from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, when what she, what she pointed it out to me, she was like, if you always having to, to ask somebody for something, they can have, they'll have control over you. Yeah. You know? And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got to see it firsthand. Mm-hmm. When she always had to ask ask for something, the reaction that she would get or what would be told to her, and you know, it's come with everything comes. They with come, the yeah, everything yeah. that comes with it, bro. 
So I was like, yo, I don't, I never want to live like that, bro. I never want to be like, hey, man, I need help, I need help, I need help. Like, no, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're family or not. Like, right. I will figure it out. When I do figure it out, I'm going to be able to help somebody else, help somebody else out with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was looking, looking for somebody to help you out. It's, it's not a way out. It's always looking. It's like that's looking for a handout. Yeah, it don't teach you how to like stand on your own two feet. On two feet, bro. Yeah, and that's like one of those things my mom always wanted me to do is stand on my two feet. And you know, just her 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 struggling, like gave me more fuel, bro. Mm-hmm. To to change the outcome. Like my goal was to get her off, get her off Section Eight and food stamps. Yeah. You know, and I was fighting like crazy. Like crazy, I started doing network marketing. Like we're doing anything to get some Just money. To get some money, yeah, yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. And you know, then you, I really found. Once I found my purpose, I found my avenue. You know, that's taken away. My pride and joy gets taken away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what I'm working so hard for, that person is no longer here. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to go find yourself again. That's like lot, dealing man. with death, bro. Like. Dealing with death, like losing somebody like that, who was like really dear to me, like that, that put a hold on me, bro. I put like a real hold on me because like, I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. Then at the memorial service, I wasn't crying anymore. I wasn't crying because I knew she was at peace. Mm-hmm. I realized she was at peace. You know what I mean? And I knew the people that were there, you know what I mean? They, they were. Some of them were there for me. You know what I mean? That they, they were there for you? Yeah, they were there yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, the community. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Babelton community. Like, mm-hmm. when I went to Pearl River High School, like, people from the community showed up. That's love. Because they, they, they knew who I was, mm-hmm. and they, but they never, got to, they, got, they never got to meet my mom. Yeah, yeah. But they, they got to see a resemblance of my mom through me. Because your mom was in Tennessee at the time, right? And she died, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, um... The night you called me, I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, you called me. I was like, oh, I ain't know how to take it, but, you know, I was just, you, I know you called me and said, I got to go. And I was like, all right, you know, be safe. And then yeah. something just felt weird. Yeah. And uh, I think I called you back. You called me back one. And I was like, yo, like, just let me know if you need anything. Yeah. So I just, just hit my phone. Uh, how was that ride from Atlanta to Tennessee? Um. It was a rough ride, bro, because I, I was still trying to fathom it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, literally, I literally was going to jump in my car and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I decided to wait on family members. Right? Yeah. And when I should have just left right then and there. Uh, just drove straight to Tennessee. Um, this is part of the grieving process because it makes a part of life part of the guilt part of uh, grieving. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if I would just left. If I left, you know, I could have got there and did something. I could have, could have got there and done something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, my sister, like, my sister was, was like, big bro, I, I didn't, I was, I was surprised that you came with them. Like, I was, one, I was, I was hoping that you was going to come right away. You feel me? Like, that day when she said, my sister told me that, I was like, wow, maybe I, I maybe I should have, mm-hmm. have done what I, Thought I was going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably instinct. Yeah, and I was answering your question, bro. Was it was it was hard, bro? It was hard. 
Like I'm, I was at the kiosk. I got the news. Yeah. Yup. 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 Mm-hmm. I was at the kiosk, bro, and like I'm very strong. I'm not, I don't show like a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like people, like if you know me, like you know I don't really show that much emotion. Like I just, it's here. You may, you may I may just have a certain look on my face, but yeah. at that instance, bro, I showed emotion, a lot of emotion. You know, to the point where I realized that it was okay to to show people that I am an emotional being too. Yeah, I mean it's a tough thing to do for men. Yeah. I still struggle with it to this day of just being fully emotional. Like, yeah. I can be vulnerable. Yeah. I don't mind telling people my past and situations, but it's just that emotion piece is like one of the hardest things to tap into. Right. I feel like the best way from, from dealing with that, bro, the best way now is like once you, like I said earlier, once you become one and whole with yourself, mm-hmm. you can do that yeah, with yeah, ease. Yeah, for sure. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, since now it's like it's nothing for me to to express how I feel yep. or say what I want to say because at the end of the day like I don't I don't I don't care <laughs> you know you know you know the word I want to use but <laughs> I say I say it all the time you know like yeah that's you I do don't, I don't care because mm-hmm. I know who I am yeah you know what I'm saying like I know where I come from. I know what I had to go through. Mm-hmm. Like your pitch, their your picture may be different, but you didn't have to go through what I had to go through. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you can say you done this and done that. I'm like, yo, but my reality is different. Yeah. You know, so everybody may look at, oh, you had it made. Right, right. You right, had it right, made, right. but it's like I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like where were you? Where were you at when I was? I'm saying basically homeless and had nowhere to stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where were you at when, you know what I'm saying? Like the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Where were you at when, why are you never call a check in on me? Stuff like that. You right. You know right. I mean? Like mm-hmm. that stuff right there, like I mean, make you feel like you you alone out here. That's yeah, trauma right there too, sure. bro. Yeah, you, yeah. Once you feel like you alone, bro, you don't have nobody to turn to, that's bro. That's like that's a dark place to be in. Bro, it's scary. almost almost during that during that time, bro, I almost commit I, I almost thought about committing suicide, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When my mom passed, bro, I feel like I ain't had nothing. I ain't had really? no one. I ain't know that. Yeah, bro, I ain't never told nobody this. I told nobody this. I told my sister. Mm-hmm. She knows. But, like, yeah, bro. It was dark, bro. So how did you, like, pull dark. yourself from this very dark place that you were in after mom's passing? You kind of go into this space of darkness and uncontrollable thoughts and everything like that. Like, how do you pull yourself? Because I know you, like, I know you're strong, but strength only lasts for so long when when you're going through traumatic situations and when you're going through things that are meant to break you. Right. You know, it's just, what's the outcome? Because I know you put your, I know you put your passion behind everything that you do. How did you do that? Like, what was the coming out moment? I realized my sister, I still have my sister. Mm. And she needs. She needed somebody. That was one of the things. Uh, two. My mom was in me. Mm. I had to. I realized that. Like, I realized that. At the time of her passing, that was like passing of the torch. That like, 
she was always going whatever if anything happened she was always going to be there with me yeah you know what i'm saying like and that's when i once i realized that bro and why i was here and what i what, what i wanted to accomplish and things like that mm-hmm. that's what began to um bring 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 me out a little bit more you know what i mean like because I know she would want me to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Nah, stop. You know, like, she was so proud, bro. You know what I mean? Like, she was proud, bro. Nah, I bet, man. I mean, you, you're a good dude. It's how I do. The and thing like, is, like, I know that she was proud because, one, you, this shirt was dedicated to her, right? Yeah, the purple. The purple. Right? Every yeah. purple shirt you do is dedicated to her. And I know yeah. every time you release one, I buy one. Yeah. I make sure that I buy one, man, because, one, your mom's birthday. Same as yours. The same as mine. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, man, it's just I always want to support you in that way because I just know what your mom's has meant to you. Right. Um. So every time a purple shirt is released, I have every purple shirt that you ever released. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> uh, like and, I, I feel like yeah. I feel like I know I told you I think I told you before. I was like, yo, I gained I gained I gained my mom and spirit, but I gained a brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I gained uh, uh somebody. In, Somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. that's 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 um a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like no, no, so you got your family for a lifetime. But I was like, no, nah, I, I got a brother for a lifetime. For now. sure, for sure. You know, and yeah, that was that was once I started like dropping the shirt for her, bro. I just know like she's with me. Mm. She's with me like yeah. all the time, all the time. When I want to think about when I'm thinking about doing something, you know, I I I. I I asked them like, "Hey, mom, what you think?" Sometimes, mm. you're having those old conversations. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm like, and I don't hear nothing. I'm like, yeah, okay, do it. You know what I mean? Because mm. like, I know she she would say she was like, do it. Mm. You know, and and that's that thing. I also um, once once I got started grad school at Clark Atlanta, um, I went to therapy. Mm. How was that? How was your experience in therapy? Uh, I had a woman therapist. Um, she just saw the pain. Mm-hmm. She just saw. Well, she saw me. She's like, you just have a bunch of pain. Mm. And you, Doctor um, Doctor G, she's like, you have a lot of pain in you. You kind of just been bottled up in a sense. Yeah. yeah so it's like you know, instead of you being able to express your pain, it's more so you had to body your pain up because you had to one be an adult as a child. Yeah. So you were parentified. Then you had to be the caretaker for your mom, your sister. Yeah. Mom's passed away. Now you got to. Be the caretaker for your sister because yeah. she's younger than you, yeah. and it's like you never really had a time in your life to really just be, be me. Yeah, just to be Marcus, just yeah. to be in this guy that you know who experienced life and kind of see life as it is, and yeah. that's a hard thing to not be able to do. Right. Very hard because it's like thirty-two years of life has just been passing by. And it's like, you know, I tell you, I said, Marcus, man, take a vacation, man. Go, Marcus, get away. Stop working. Marcus, do this. And it's like you put yourself into your work and which is your passion. And it's just I can tell it's very you're passionate about what you do because when I tell you to take time off, you go harder into work. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what is your therapist saying to you as you're doing? Like, you know, this is the life that you like. You're telling her your life, of course. What is your therapist saying to you in this moment? Let it go. Let what go? Let the pain go. Let it all go. Nothing was my fault. Mm-hmm. She was letting me know that it wasn't my fault. Nothing was my fault. Yeah. 
It's just like my mom passing wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. You know, the reason we had to go through what we had to had to go through it's not my fault. Right, right. And once I realized that, and I accepted that, that's when things began to change. So in that moment in therapy, she says, "So I'm you said Dr. G, right? Yeah, I'm Dr. G." Of course, you're Marcus. Yeah. So I say, yeah, Marcus, let it go. What's the feeling right then? <laughs> it feels like you just want to explode. Mm. Trying to let it go. You feel like you just want to just, like, you, you can tell, like, my hands and stuff are, like, clenched up, right? Mm. And she's like, she's like, let it go. Let it go. And when I let it go, bro, it's like... It was like a, a release. Like, bro, when I say I cried, bro. I cried in therapy that day, bro. I let it go, bro. I just let it go. And she was like, it's okay to cry. It's time for you to let it go, Marcus. It's time for you to let it go. Like, you can no longer hold that, hold that against yourself. Yeah. You no, know, I never told you, we, as a kid, we was, in, we was in homeless shelters and stuff and all that. So it was like, I remember all that, bro. Like, yeah, so all the memories of yeah, bro. being homeless and all, yeah. Nah. And like, she was like, let it go. It's okay. So in order for you to move forward, you have to let it go. Mm-hmm. And bro, when I let it go, bro, I'm still letting it go because I still go, I still deal with the grieving process of my mom passing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the, the, three, the three times of the year I hate, the day she died, her birthday, and Mother's Day. Hey, man, you hate my birthday? I'm sorry, bro. That's <laughs> <laughs> all good, bro. You know, and um, when Dr. G said, just let it go, bro, uh, and set yourself free. Mm. She said, you can set yourself free. And from there, bro, that's when I started, like, really, like, my spirit, the spiritual journey mm-hmm. of figuring out who am I. Yeah. Right? What do I what do I see for the world? You know what I mean, it, it tied me more more in with my business mm-hmm. because in order to manifest anything, you gotta know who you are. For sure, for sure. And what you're doing, where you're going. You know what I mean, who is it benefiting? How is mm-hmm. it benefiting others around you? How is it benefiting you? Yeah. Like once I I did that, bro, it transformed the whole game. Like for me, like yeah, shirts are going crazy. Um, cause <laughs> your numbers are doing you doing pretty well. They're doing pretty good, bro. We want to hit seven figures. That's the goal. Seven figures. Seven figures. How far are you from that? Pretty far, but I will say, mm-hmm. I will say, it's been a journey. Yeah, it's been a journey for anyone that's wanted to start a business. It's not going to be. Uh. Glitz and glamour. Mm-hmm. You really have to get it out the mud. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I not easy. Like I that. didn't do, drop this shirt for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have, to, you have to go through something. Yeah, for sure. You have to go through a trial and error. All you have day. to go through the ups and downs. You got to go through the late nights. You got to go through the grind. Like That's why I love my mom so much, bro. Because mm-hmm. she pushed me so She pushed me so hard to like... To where this, where I am today, he's like, "Yo, why you? Who made you this way?" <laughs> my mom did. Yeah, my yeah. My mom did. Like, 
that's like that's my joy right there. Like people ask me like, "Damn, you you go to sleep? Do you don't like? No, well, why you do this? But my mom made me this way. She made me this way. And everybody else wanna go have fun and put some work in, study a little bit harder, mm-hmm. or read that book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't getting the grades, turn the TV off. Discipline. Discipline. That's why I am, I'm very disciplined to this day. <laughs> you know, we, you know different, the different challenges that I've done throughout, throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it teaches you discipline. For sure. But I get that from my mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, as continuously growing, bro, like, now having, having to deal with my, my biological father. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like my younger self was dealing with, like, I know who my father is. Yeah, yeah. All the way up to adulthood, I know who my father is. So I hired a PI and everything, just to try to figure out who he was, where he was at. You know, that was tra- traumatic for me as well. I you can know, imagine. Yeah. and you know, I finally met my biological father face to face. What was first, that first conversation time, like? Oh, uh, the first time for my birthday, I was doing a pop up shop at um, um, what's that place called? The Municipal Market. Mm-hmm. I was doing yeah. I had consignment in there, and you know, you know, it was my birthday, so it was like he was like, "Can we go talk?" Like, yo, first and foremost, bro, this is the wrong time and day. You try to talk to me. Yeah, this is my birthday. Right, right, right. So, you know, that kind of that kind of rubbed me the wrong. It's like you wanted it on your time, and it's not, you know what I mean, the the right time and place. But before then, bro, he just he just popped up on me, bro. Like, hey, I'm your father. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, start, start liking for stuff on the, my Facebook page and stuff, bro. And oh, so it was a virtual interaction, yeah, bro. So you, oh. you already know how I am about stuff like that. So I'm like, man, who is this dude? He added me on Facebook first. I'm like, this can't be, this can't be who I think this is. Yeah, look like, yeah, he's just a light skinned version. Like, I'm not really supposed to be this dark. <laughs> <laughs> on that sun. Yeah, bro. Um on that instance, bro, like that that mm. that triggered me that triggered me so heavy. Yeah. Um I was at I was coaching football, bro, and we had just had a game, won the game, mm-hmm. go out to eat, and you know, we, we had, this time I was still eating eating um dead animals. <laughs> uh we go out to I think it was like JR Crickets uh-huh. and it popped up on my on my phone. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, this can't be who I think this is. All right? So my whole demeanor changed at the table. And like, um, Mama D, she looked at the MD, you okay? I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like, you sure? I'm like, I'm okay. So like I just get up quietly, I go to her, and I just told her like, remember this? And I show her the name. She was like, is that who I think that is? And Mama D's like my other mama. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I think so. And then he sent me a message. And at that time, like after everything is over, I talk to um, my mentor. He's like my dad. I call him my dad. Mm-hmm. Like. I call somebody my dad. That's my dad. I call him dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like literally, his phone, his number, in my phone, his name in my phone is dad, bro. Word. Like, 
That's the reason I went back to school. Mm-hmm. I ain't been getting to like me dropping out of school and stuff like that. But the reason I went back to college and ended up getting my degree from Georgia State University is because like he saw something in me, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I started manifesting dreams at. But like in that instance, like with my biological father trying to come into my life, uh, like I broke down. You know what I mean? Like and him, like I, I told, I was in front of him. I was like cussing up a storm, bro. Like f him, man. Like. I was just crying, bro. Like it triggered me, bro. Like yeah, now you yeah. wanna, now you wanna come into my life. The His whole. His what age? Well, I'm 32 now. I've been 20. I'm past three years ago. 20. <laughs> Trying to do the numbers on this joint, bro. <laughs> it's like 27. Okay, okay. 27, okay. 28. Right. Yeah, 27, 28, bro. And um, you know, and like Dad told me, he was like, "You at a point in your life, you you can make the decision." No, it's just like at that time where I was like a lot going through my head, like, why now? Mm-hmm. Right? Why do you want to show up now? Yeah. Like, you think we're just supposed to be hunky dory? Yeah, yeah we're, like, so we're so jumping. Here, bro. <laughs> like, no, bro, like, <clears throat> I've been hurt, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I remember that too. Like, he hit me up, like, you know, I'm your father, da 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 da. Here's my number. So I called my mom. Mama's still alive at the time. I called my mom. I was like, Mom, um, Andrew uh, contacted me. She was like, your dad? I was like, yes, ma'am. She was like, what he want? And I was like, I don't know. He told me to call. She was like, you want me to call him? I was like, please. Hey. I put it in her. I mean, I put it in me because, like, like, I'm going to call me back. You know, she was like, what you want? She said, what you want with my son? <laughs> Dang Yeah, think about it, bro Like All this time, bro What you, what you want? Because you never seen him From birth to 27 Yeah, bro Wow And like Like I would be a father right now Who, you? Yeah Really? Yeah I never knew this Yeah, bro I never told nobody this, bro Like Like the fact I'm not a father right now is because I felt like I was going to be, I didn't know how, how, how I would be as a father. Mm. I thought I would be just like him. Wow. Not knowing my father hindered me from having, like, has hindered me from wanting to have children. As you see, I coach. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah, else's yeah. child has been my child. Yeah, for sure. All my players still contact me, bro. Like, I've been a father figure through sports. And that's, like, one of those things, bro, like, trauma bro not having my biological father not having my father in my life i've had men in my life mm-hmm. but not having not having a father like to show you the way yeah, i had to yeah, figure yeah. all this stuff out on my own you know what i mean so it's like okay well, how, what, what about fatherhood you feel what i'm saying like i don't know like how i how i would be yeah. I know how I am as a person. Like, yo, I'm going to make sure I'm there for my kids. But being a dad is a totally different totally thing. Totally different thing, bro. This is, that's a, that's a, another human being that you call yours for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And not having my father in my life painted a different picture for me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm trying to, I'll be trying to figure it out. Yeah. But then another thing is I wasn't whole. Kids can feel trauma, bro. They can feel pain. Yeah, from the wound. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they can feel 
they can feel that my daddy angry. Mm-hmm. Daddy gonna be angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so it kind of puts you in a weird space. Yeah, bro. So I don't. Want, I never wanted to like have my kids feel like they're in a um, having to be <coughs> in a in a place where like dad I was I was always angry. And yeah, yeah. Mad. No, mm-hmm. bro. Like I want to be me when I have kids. For sure. For sure. You feel what I'm saying? So like, yeah, bro. Like. I, you would be an uncle right now, bro. Like, but um, yeah, I leave it at that. Hey, bro. Yeah, bro. I appreciate but, you coming through, sharing that, brother. Yeah, bro. That's a, it's a lot, man. But I'm glad you're you're whole, man. I, can, I know you're whole for sure. Just how you carry yourself, yeah, and just you know your whole transition from you know transition into veganism and everything like that it's kind of gave you mental clarity and just helps you push your brand out there and really just stay true to who you are right. and like i've never seen you forward i've never seen you like you know try to be somebody else or try to like act as if you know you want to be that person man right. i appreciate that about you because it, it strengthens me as a man as well you know just really understanding trauma and other aspects and understanding the people that you're connected to like you know it's just we can't call ourselves brothers if we don't share, you know, our our, our pains and stuff with each other. And right. I, I appreciate that for you because, like, you know, when I need to call you, I thought I called you what, last night. <laughs> yeah, I need to yeah, about about shirts, yeah, bro. About shirts, and I called you. Uh, I was on the phone too. Yeah, you're talking on the about phone that later. You, you picked up. <laughs> <laughs> trying to put my Mac on, bro. I, I interrupted that moment, but yeah. it was just like I call you. But I need something, man. You always a sound board for me man and it's just what you've been through allow for you to be that you know not just for myself but for your sister and any an extension of anybody else bro so i appreciate you sharing um today on the podcast for sure um gonna do a quick commercial quick would you close out real quick you know some inspirational words Uh how they can find you where they can find you all that good stuff and that's it that's it all right so this episode is sponsored by the emboldened institute the only organization that i know of that's out here sending out daily messages of inspiration and hope. Also a program that's helping individuals who like markets himself has experienced traumatic situations. Like, you know, myself, I experienced my own traumatic situations and I have a program designed just for you to help you get through it. Cause there's no way that you can get over it, but you help you get through it. Text me 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780 to get enrolled today into the text messages. Also into get enrolled into the coaching program to see if coaching is right for you to help you get through that mental stuff, you know, that mental space space that has you stuck. Marcus, man, close this out, brother. And look, man, you have one life, you have one one you. Be the best you at all times. Don't, don't let anyone tell you what you can and cannot do because you have a dream that's waiting your arrival. It's up to you to manifest it. It's no better than that. We out. Peace.